With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, do me a favor and hit the like button if you enjoy the show. It takes about a fraction of a second, and you hitting that thumbs up is the single biggest thing that you can do to support the show. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, into primetime. Big day for the Cowboys because not only did they report to training camp in Oxnard, California, but massive news dropped moments after the press conference, moments after the opening press conference. Uh, the Cowboys started off the event by basically saying, we're not going to discuss any financial negotiations or any contractual situations with our players. While they were in the press conference, news broke that Zach Martin was not going to report to camp. And we were all kind of like uh, processing that. I personally was putting together an article about Zach Martin, published it, posted it. And then right after that, boom, the Cowboys and Trayvon Diggs agreed to a five-year extension. It was an exciting bit of news, and it was a very positive one for the Dallas Cowboys. So before we get any further into the show, do me a favor and let me know in the chat, do you think it was a fair deal or unfair deal? Did you like it or dislike it? Let me know in the chat. What do you think about this whole thing? Uh, let's get also the graphic up here. Let's get the, the contract details on your screen. Because for those of you who missed the news, the Cowboys and Trayvon Dix agreed to a five-year deal worth $97 million, which in average will come in at $19.4 million in average per year in new money. This is just the extension, not taking into account what will be uh, his salary in 2023, right? So this is, these are the five years on top of the contract year that he already will, had agreed to when, when he was drafted, obviously, in, in the second round of the NFL draft. Anyways... $97 million, it can be worth up to $104 million, including incentives. It includes a $21.25 million signing bonus. And in guarantees, it will come in at $42.3 million of guaranteed money. We'll get into why that matters in a few moments here on the show. But let's see what you guys have to say about the deal, though. Let's see. Fairs is Paul. I heard that. I apologize. Bruce says, I like the deal. Trayvon deserves the respect. Lance says, yes. Not too shabby. This is Mark Aaron. 
What's up, Catherine? Thank you for joining the show. Lance Bell goes with fair. Joey Bella goes with fair. Katharina likes it. Pretty much everyone is for the deal. Bruce says, I like the deal. Trevor the Savage respect. And then Danny Savage had said in the chat, he definitely took a team-friendly deal with guaranteed money. And Gregory goes with good deal. We'll get into this question in just a few moments, the guru. Who is still the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL? Is it Miami Savion Howard? Let's get into that in a few moments here. But I like the deal. I think it's more than fair. And I think that the Cowboys did a fantastic job with it. I think this is one where we need to stand up and give the Cowboys front office a round of applause. They, they did a good job with this contract because I do believe it is a very decent deal for them. Obviously, the number that stands out at first is the fact that in average, he will be earning $19.4 million. That's under $20 million, and that matters because back in 2020, no, actually earlier than that, Jalen Ramsey in 20, what was, uh, what was it, 2018, I think, he signed for a $20 million per year average. And then since then, only two cornerbacks have been able to reach the $20 million mark per year. And that would be Jair Alexander from the Green Bay Packers, who signed in 2022. And that was Denzel, Denzel Ward, who signed for $20.1 million, uh, million dollars in 2022 as well. So Trayvon Diggs will come in as tied for fifth in the NFL in average per year. And as always, this is new money. So if you include 2023 for Trayvon Diggs, then that average goes down to below $17 million per year. But the way that we usually use it as NFL fans and, and media is just the new money, right? So Trevon Diggs will be tied at fifth with Marshawn Latimer from the New Orleans Saints as the fifth highest paid cornerback in the NFL behind Marlon Humphrey from the Ravens, behind Jalen Ramsey from the Dolphins, who signed his deal a long time ago, behind Denzel Ward and Jair Alexander. So it does look like, honestly, a pretty damn good deal for the Cowboys. Now, there are more details that matter here. And one of them was on your screen just a few moments ago. But according to Todd Arker from ESPN, the guaranteed money will be $42.3 million. Now, I would assume this will be the fully guaranteed money aspect of the contract, which is technically different from the total guaranteed money. And I know all of that is pretty weird. Whichever of the two it is, it will be top six in the NFL or top four. Right, It's going to be one of the two. However, how you should interpret that, in my opinion, is that essentially for Trevon Diggs, this will be somewhat between a two and a three-year deal in terms of how early can the Cowboys get out of the contract, which is not going to be the intent, of course. The Cowboys did not sign that deal hoping to end the relationship as soon as possible. However, it does talk about the flexibility that the Cowboys will have when those years roll around. And maybe they need to take care of some other players, etc. So, Or maybe Trevon Diggs starts uh, seeing a decline in his career. Hopefully not.
But man, Trayvon Diggs deserves that money. And if you're going to talk football, you got to love the decision. A lot of people have tossed out the 17 interceptions over the last three years. And obviously, that's a very exciting number when you look at how many passes Trayvon Diggs has intercepted. When you look at that fantastic 11 interception season in 2021, all of that is pretty exciting. He won a first-team All-Pro mention in that year. But 2022 was even better for the Cowboys, man, uh, for, for the Cowboys cornerback. Because maybe he didn't get those picks, but he did improve in coverage. Quarterbacks were throwing the football a fewer times at him. So he was really making an impact in how passing offenses looked at the Cowboys secondary. He shadowed top receivers more often in 2022, and he became such a better tackler as well. And he showed that versus the run. And you remember that Cincinnati Bengals game early in the season. He goes and makes that tackle in the open field as well. He really improved as a player in year three of his career. And now he's headed into year four, and he will have the best running mate that he has had in his career in Stephon Gilmore on the other side of the football, uh, on the other side, excuse me, of the defense. Not to mention, this will be his third year playing in Dan Quinn's system. So you got to love the contract. I think that it is fair to argue about where he ranks specifically among NFL cornerbacks because obviously it's a very controversial conversation. He is top 15, in my opinion, easily. He has an argument to be in the top 10. Coaches, executives, and scouts ranked him at number eight recently on an anonymous ESPN poll. So that is a top-tier player at the position, and the Cowboys start keeping him. And in a league in which, <clears throat> obviously, pass rush will always be super important, but there's also this rising argument in the data world that is telling us, man, coverage matters perhaps even more than pass rush, then it's smart from the Cowboys to get this deal done. And it's also a positive moving forward when the Cowboys still have to take care of CeeDee Lamb they still need to figure things out with uh, Dak Prescott. Zach Martin is trying to cut in line. Year uh, Less than a year from now in 2024, Micah Parsons will be able to start negotiating his own contract. So it helps to have a deal done in time. Recently, when we had that off-season recap that we did uh, on, what was it? Was it on Sunday or was this on Thursday of last week? I, I'm not totally sure. I think it was on Thursday of last week, but we did that show uh, recapping the offseason. It was actually on Sunday, I think. Uh, no, Sunday was a 53-man roster projection. Anyways, that doesn't matter a lot. Uh, just kind of like uh, went a, a weird rabbit hole in my mind there. Sorry about that. But what I was going to say is the worst thing about the offseason, because we ranked the best decision all the way down to the worst decision of the Cowboys offseason. And at number 10, at the bottom, we had the fact that the Cowboys had not extended Trevon or CD or Dak or pretty much anybody of the big names that they needed to take care of. This changes things. This puts Trevon Dix in a very friendly contract for the team. 
and it locks him up for the long term as well. So great stuff for the Cowboys. I would grade this an A-plus by Dallas, and we need to celebrate it, in my opinion. Let's see what you guys have to say, though. Uh, Diggs tackles like Prime did to Mark Aaron. Danny says that Micah is getting $200 million, which perhaps wouldn't be that surprising because, man, values are going up like crazy in, in the NFL. I don't know if you saw Justin Herbert's contract, but that was crazy. He's going to earn $100 million in year one. I think that the contract was at like $800 million. No, excuse me, $80 million. Let's see what you guys have to say, though. Uh, Toxic says, not to jump the gun, but does this make Steel next year's tag candidate? 100% it does. It has to. Uh, there's going to be other candidates, potentially, I'm guessing, but Terrence Steel has to be one of the likeliest franchise tag candidates for 2024. Because if you take care of the rest of the big-name players, uh, obviously, Micah won't be a candidate for that. It's still too early in his career. And uh, City situation also, they have some time there. Durant Steele is one of the players that could receive that tag. Because that, it's one of the players that you would also probably feel the most comfortable in tagging. So, yes, I agree with Toxic. That is a very good comment. I do hope, though, that Trevon Diggs is not the only contract that they get done before the 2023 NFL season. Can they get CDs done? Can they get Dak Prescott's done? They need to get one of them. They need to get at least one of them, in my opinion. Hopefully, take care of Dak's deal as soon as possible because that $59 million cap hit in 2024 is staring you in the face and you need to do something about it. But Prescott is holding pretty much all of the cards and QB prices are, you know, above 50 million these days. So <laughs> ah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, anyways, though, let's move on a little bit here on the show. We'll talk much more about Trayvon Diggs over the next few days. But in the meantime, let's get into more news out of training camp. And Katharina, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time in it. But it's a very good question and one of the most relevant storylines for the Cowboys today. Anything on Zach Martin? Martin did not show up to training camp. So the holdout is now official for the Cowboys' six-time first-team All-Pro offensive guard. He didn't show up. He will be fined a daily $50,000, which could add up to close to $1 million based on the time that they will be in Oxnard. But this is Zach Martin's way of telling the Cowboys, I'm not playing around. You can find me all you want. I'm going to get more money if we negotiate this deal and we get it done. But Martin did not show up. It is pretty significant that he didn't. It is sending a message. And you know how I feel about it. We already talked about it on primetime. But I think it's foolish not to pay that man. He's a, he has been your best player over the last few years. He has been the most reliable player. It wouldn't break your salary cap to bump his pay about $7 million per year. You can do most of it through a cash bump, right? 
it I, I am expecting them to do it quickly. Troy says in the chat, 50K fine a day, he will show up sooner than later. And yes, it does sound like a very big number because it is obviously $50,000 per day. It's kind of like a reminder that, you know, NFL players economy is very different to our economy. <laughs> but all kidding aside, though, this is why many people thought that maybe Martin would show up and he would decline to practice because that way they wouldn't be able to find him. But also that way, maybe he's not sending a strong enough message. I think that Zach Martin not showing up means that he is willing to take this deep. I don't think that he's going to miss five days of training camp and then show up. I think this is going to be a long run kind of situation because if you're Martin and you're sitting there and you're saying, you know what? I can be fined like a $1 million total. But if I sit down and really put the pressure on them, I can get a significant signing bonus that will more than make up for it. Because it would. Because right now, uh, Sack Martin would be making $13.5 million in cash in 2023. In the books, he's making around $14 million per year. And he would be bumping that pay up to 20 million more or less per year if that deal gets done. Now, the downside for Martin is if it doesn't get done, if the Cowboys play hardball and say, you know what, see you in September, and he will be ready. Like if he doesn't show up for a training camp and he shows up for week one, he's obviously starting. He's obviously going to play at a very high level. It would make a lot of sense. Uh, let's see here. Do you think Dallas gets it done before week one to destroy the Sack Martin deal? Man, I'm going to be an optimist and say yes here because it's not that big of a bump that they would need to give him and it wouldn't break the salary cap. So I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to go with yes. Let's see what you guys have to say, though. Uh, somebody, I think, I think somebody was arguing about the age. Danny says, I'm not extending a 33 year old guard, man. I don't know about that. That 33 year old guard has had four old pro seasons in the last five years. And he's played full seasons in those five years, except for one year. And that's the one year that he didn't make the first team all pro. And he didn't show signs of slowing down. Like, if you look at how Zach Martin has played over the last three years, four years, one year, whatever you want to make it, there's no signs of him slowing down. And based on what's going on, it is way more likely that he keeps being an absolute beast at the position than he is to decline at this stage of his career. Plus, yes, 33 is not the same as being a player that just got out of his rookie deal or something like that. But it's also not, I'm about to retire old. It's not that kind of old. I would extend and I would rework Zach Martin's deal in a heartbeat. Because I have not seen him slow down at all. And I have seen nothing but consistency out of him let's see what you guys have to say though uh 
Mike wants to run the ball more. It starts with Martin, period. Man, run protection, pass protection, whatever the Cowboys really want to do on offense, exactly. Like, it, it starts with Zach Martin, especially with an offensive line in which you're betting in Tyron Smith to be your left tackle and to stay healthy. And we're going to talk more about that in a few moments, by the way. You're betting on Tyler Smith continuing to develop. You're betting on Tyler Viadish at the center. You're betting on Terrence Steele bouncing back from injury at right tackle. And by the way, it sounds like he will be ready for camp, which is very exciting too. Zach Martin is your one safe, super ultra safe thing in that offensive line. Pay that man his money. He's cutting in line. He deserves to cut in line. And I'm all for Zach Martin getting paid. I think he will. I think he will. Anyways, talking about the offensive line, one of my favorite moments of today's press conference with Mike McCarthy, Gary Jones, and Stephen Jones in the podium. Not podium, but presidium, whatever. Is it also called presidium in English? I'm sorry about that. This is an English as a second language moment for me. Uh, I know that those tables in press conferences are called presidiums here. I'm guessing that's the same in English. Somebody let me know in the chat because I'm going to die otherwise. I need, I, now I need to know. But anyways, sitting at that table, Mike McCarthy was asked, what is the plan at offensive line? Because we saw Tyler Smith spend some time in left tackle in the offseason. And then we saw... Tyron Smith spent some time at left tackle in the offseason as well. So what is going to go down in training camp? And Mike McCarthy, and I love this, didn't try to keep, a, keep it a secret. At the end of the day, we know that they're going to show us it as early as the first practice, potentially. But he did say, we're going to start the way that we finished the offseason. And if you guys were paying attention, because McCarthy challenged the reporter and he said, hey, were you paying attention? Check your notes. That means that they're going to start with Tyron Smith at left tackle. And then they're going to have Tyler Smith at left guard. And assuming that they're not going to be changing it up every day, depending on their mood, that's going to be the projected starting offensive line for week one having Tyron at, Tyron at left tackle and then Tyler at left guard and then Yadish, Martin, and Terence Steele, who is not going to start training camp on pop, so he's cleared for training camp, which is huge news, obviously. My question from me to you right now is, do you like or dislike the Cowboys' apparent decision at left tackle? Do you like or dislike that Tyron Smith seems to be the guy that is going to be your starting left tackle in 2023, which in turn means having Tyler play inside, which is essentially the plan that the Cowboys had last year before Tyron got injured. Because that was a plan. Sure, Tyler, we're going to develop him. He's going to become a left tackle for us. But eventually, in the meantime... Let's have Tyron play left tackle. That was a plan last year. Was completely derailed when Tyron Smith got injured late in the offseason. And that's why we saw Tyler be the left tackle for the Cowboys last year. But let's see what you guys have to say, though, in the chat. 
Uh, Steel is the best blockers. Is hotspot casino. Uh, I would put the guy from UNC at left tackle, Tyler Smith at left guard, and then just bench Tyrants is hotspot casino. Uh, the guy from UNC is Sim Richards. Tyron going down like a like a lot. Lizards is Danny Savage. Mo says Mark Aaron until Tyron gets hurt tomorrow. That is Tyron is too injury prone. Red likes it. Toxic Tom dislikes it. Let's see here. Jazz one and two says Lance Bell. Mark Andrew likes it. Philip likes it. This is somewhat controversial. Danny says Tyron is made of glass at this point. I'm sorry. Katharina says that she likes it. Croy says Tyron needs to be the left tackle. And then all of a sudden, you have two stud guards for pulling. And that is a good argument. Like it for Gregory. Tyler is starting at left guard and Tyron the left tackle. I love this plan, says Guru. Ines goes with, I like it. I think that more or less we're at an 80-20 split with 80 people, 80% of the people liking it. And you guys know where I stand with this. I absolutely love it. I get it, man. I'm also worried about Tyron Smith being hurt. I also worry about that a lot. I just cannot have him on the bench. I cannot have in good faith a future Hall of Famer lock ride the bench. No, sir, I cannot do that. Even less so when just last year I witnessed Tyler transition from the inside to the outside seamlessly. I will take my chances. I will have Tyron Smith play at left tackle, have Tyler at left guard. And that way, I'm going to have my best group of five players on the field. We're going to run the football with, as Troy said in the chat earlier, with two guards that can pull, two guards that can really make the outside zone that the Cowboys want to implement a menace as well. And I'm going to have Tyron Smith do what he's always done, what he's always thrived in have him at left tackle and if he does go down and if he does go down well i'll just kick tyler outside and i i'm not saying that i'm a fan of shuffling around the offensive line five times in the same season but i'm saying i do trust tyler to make that switch pretty seamlessly and then i would worry a little bit about who plays left guard i would but it's worth the risk it is worth the risk having that offensive line in the lineup. And I know that Tyron has been very injured. But say that say that he gets hurt, but it's not a season-ending injury. And say that he plays something like 12 games or maybe drop that down to 10 games. Man, I will take my chances for that. I will. <laughs> Toxic Tom says, Mo, you cannot spell Tyron Smith without the letters IR. <laughs> Man, I, I, I get those concerns. I'm not saying I don't. I'm saying I will take my chances, though. Joey Bella says, uh, Mo, you are right, but I would rather have him as a backup, like a swing tackle and a guard. My concern with that is who plays left guard on day one? Is it going to be like 
Chuma Edoga, is it going to be Matt Farniak? Who exactly is it going to be? I think that the difference between your ideal offensive line, which is the one that we just went through with Tyron and Tyler at the left side, is the, the, the talent difference and the caliber difference between that ideal, stereotypical offensive line. I just met, said that because of the Barbie movie. Some of you might have caught the reference. but And an offensive line that has... Someone that we don't really know with left guard is massive. And that's why I will take that risk 10 times out of 10. Richards or Matt, says Joey Bella. I don't know, man. I don't know. It seems like wishful thinking to be completely confident in Richards for week one. I like Richards. I love the pick. I think he's got a ton of upside. I don't think that he's a week one starter. Heck no. No, sir. He was not. Can it translate someday? Is there upside? Yeah. That's why we like the pick. A day three pick, by the way. But I would be very concerned with who lines up with left guard if it isn't Tyler Smith. And, you know, in related news from day one of training camp, the Cowboys did get... <laughs> Okay, I will give I will give Toxic some points. I will read his comment in a few moments. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Terrence Steele is ready to go at right tackle. We know that they will take it a little bit easy with him, so we might see a lot of rotation at right tackle. But it seems like Terrence Steele is on track to be 100% come week one, come opening day for the Cowboys. So that's exciting for sure. Toxic, though, says, Mo, you like the big short. What's the likelihood of Tyron not getting hurt? Zero. There is a 0% probability. I just learned that Mark Baum was not named Mark Baum, by the way. I'm reading the book. I am loving it. And uh, turns out that it was not his name. But that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. <laughs> Listen to Mark Baum, says Toxic Tom. <laughs> he knows. He knows that I love the Big Short. That's one of my favorite movies. I won't apologize about that. Anyways, finally, one more note. And again, there were many more notes. And we will have to wait until tomorrow to dive into what was said about Tony Pollard, which basically was that they offered him a long-term extension this year. Didn't take it. There was nothing to it. But they confirmed that there was a long-term offer in place. And... I think there's an interesting conversation there to be had about some clues and hints as to how the Cowboys have shown us that they are thinking differently about the game and why that is uh, something encouraging, to put it one way. Anyways, moving on. There's a player who's a stock is down right now. And that is Luke's Koonmaker. Let me know in the chat, do you agree or disagree after today's news of Luke's Koonmaker starting on the non-football injury list that his stock is down? Let me know in the chat. Let me know. 
Luke Schoonmaker is not going to be healthy to start training camp. He already missed time in the offseason. And it just seems like a discouraging scenario for him, man, right now. I still like his upside. He's athletic, but he's also kind of an older prospect. And the injuries is what concerned me at this point that he's missing out on this time. Because this is perhaps the most important time that you can have as a player to develop who you are before the season. Because you're not developing throughout the season. Maybe you're getting better. You're getting 1% better every week, right? But the jump that you need to make as a college player to the NFL, most of the times, you need this time. You need the time in the offseason. You need the time in training camp. And I just, I thought that at some point, Schoonmaker was going to take over the tight end one role on the Cowboys offense. Now I'm not nearly as confident about that. And I would make Jake Ferguson the favorite right now to be the Cowboys starter at tight end. Uh, not exciting that he's going to start on the injured list for a training camp. I'm not excited about that at all. Rookies cannot miss chances and experience reps in camps as a guru. And then there will be some weird exceptions, right, to the rule. Like Damon Clark was not supposed to even play last year, and yet he filled in perfectly for Anthony Barr. And, and he was not an elite linebacker or anything like that, but he, he proved that he belonged on Sundays right away. But those are the exceptions. You cannot be betting on that all of the time, and it, it doesn't sound exciting for, for Schoonmaker. Mitesh says Schoon might have to be a red shirt then middle of the road for Lance. The foot injury by Scoot is worse than I thought. He will have a backseat this year, in my opinion. Stock is the same as Lance. John Jones says that the stock is definitely down. Bost says Danny Savage. Toxic Tom says he has to be. He needs these reps. Hotspot Casino says they have Hendershot, who runs excellent routes. And that is a silver lining that the Cowboys do have a couple of very promising young tight ends in there waiting for the chance. So Ferguson and Hendershot are there. Is he going to start on, on an injured list, though, the season? Is Luke Schoonmaker going to be? Because I don't, I don't think that he redshirts for the year. I don't think that he goes into IR. I would be surprised if that is the case. Because it would definitely be something very, very negative, right? For the Cowboys. Those second round picks, man, for Dallas, may, many of them have been a struggle. Not all of them, as we have been recently reminded by the $97 million man. But still, Scoonies are best blocking tight ends, says Mark Aaron. I mean, he, he probably could have a shot at being that. If, if uh, Sorry, Guru says, if Skoon is hindered, that's all the more why we will have four tight ends this year, all about the numbers. That's a good point. It would have a big impact on the way that the Cowboys set up their tight end room, potentially. I don't think that he misses the entire season, though, or something like that. I don't, I don't think that will be the case, hopefully. But Schoonmaker, for now, his stock is a little bit down, in my opinion. As I said, he missed the offseason. He missed... He's going to be the start of training camp. So the stock has to be down. Ferguson's has to be up. But anyways, 
that will be it for the football content. Now I have to ask you, as I do every single Tuesday night, about your one cool thing of the week. For those of you who are new to the show, though, let me explain to you very quickly what that is. The one cool thing is our feel-good segment of the week, and it is where we drop something cool about our week. It can be something personal, professional, sports-related, non-sports-related, whatever you want it to be. Drop it in the chat, and let's have some fun. My one cool thing of the week, and I'm going to make this up right now. Like, not make it up, but I didn't think about my one cool thing of the week until right now. But I am going to steal gurus, actually. Because <laughs> that is a that is a good one. Boy, oh boy. The fighting world is going to give me a nice birthday weekend. Because my birthday is getting close. And this Saturday, that's not my actual birthday, but on Saturday, we've got a big UFC card with Dustin Poirier in it, Justin Gagey in it. And then we also have a boxing fight that we've been expecting since like, what, 2018, 2019? Errol Spence versus Terence Crawford. It's finally happening. One of the biggest boxing events in years. We saw Ryan Garcia versus Gervonta Davis. Now they're going to give us Crawford versus Spence. And it might determine the pound-for-pound pound boxing rank. Uh, rankings in boxing, excuse me. It's going to be pretty fun. Anyways, thank you to Guru because that was a very good idea from him. Cool thing of the week, Spence versus Crawford, big fight. And I love the UFC, but there is nothing, nothing like a big boxing event. The hype, the build-up to it, it's just different. And I know that boxing has been in a decline and it's not as cool anymore, but when these big fights take place, it's uh, take place, it's awesome. Dixie signed and out of the way, this is Gregory. Toxic Tom says, Mo, this Saturday I will be in Camden Yards when the New York Yankees come to town. O's win or we riot. I'm going to... Fifty for Danny Savage. Shout out to you. Congratulations. I'm going in a cruise in three weeks. It's a singles cruise as Mark, Aaron. Oh, man. Mark's going to have some fun. That's cool. Lance says, my daughter is finally moving out of my house. I feel like finally was a little bit uncalled for. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Lance. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, cool thing for Rex. I am one day closer to a week's vacation. And I know that feeling. That's awesome. Uh, let's see here. Big Lucci saying, Reno Nevada has a big Dallas Cowboys fan base. Joey Bella says, one cool thing, being the first to tell you happy birthday, big dog. Hey, thank you. Thank you to Joey Bella. It's getting close. 31st. 31st of July. Great fight weekend. Yes, sir. Let's see what else. Football season is coming soon. This is Bruce. <laughs> Phil Falco says, this week I studied quantum physics and had like three existential crises. Fun movies. Fun movies. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there's a lot of one cool things. I, I appreciate you all so much. Let's see. 
I'm going to try to run through them very quickly, and then we're going to get out of here. Mark Andrew found out there is a WFL Women's Pro Football. Who knew? My uncle thinks is Katharina is the Diggs was signed. Fox's friend says, I got a new puppy. Lost our 16-year-old Foxy in March, and I make funny shorts to remember her, but a new puppy has been cool. There you go. One cool thing, I'm on vacation. Says double R. Bachelor pad again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight on primetime. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Big one, because Trayvon Diggs got signed. And we're going to have to talk about it much more this week and everything that goes on in the Cowboys world. First practice of the year will take place tomorrow. And that is going to be on the watch. Double R, I'm going to be 24 years old. Anyways, thanks so much. Hit the like button and I will see you el día de mañana. Muchísimas gracias. Bye-bye.